Enterprising in my surroundings I'm finding the quietest estates these days This representation of storm brewing Amazed that the focus remains The vocal focal point of my change Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast I'm your host, Matt Chittam And this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there Who are working hard to get better While balancing running with the rest of their lives So excited to have you with us today, going to give a little shout out to an episode we did a few few episodes ago. Jason Fitzgerald talked about uh, his new program, Body Weight Power. A lot of people have been signing up for that. So kudos to you guys for taking the next step in your training and deciding to do that. As you may recall, if you heard that episode, if you didn't, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, we actually had a 20% off discount using code RAMBLING um, when you go over to strengthrunning.com. So I uh, just want to give everybody a heads up. The uh, the code is all lowercase. So sometimes you put in a promo code and it doesn't matter what case you have it in there. You have, so you have uppercase, lowercase, it doesn't really matter. With Jason's site, it does matter. So make sure you use code rambling, all lowercase letters, and you'll save 20% off on a really high level body weight power program. I can't recommend this stuff enough. So go check that out today and make sure you save some dough while you're at it. Today on the podcast, we have a returning guest, someone who's going to be on, on the podcast a lot in the future. So uh, as you'll hear in a little bit, we're going to start bringing in some reoccurring guests monthly. All right. And I am so very excited about this. One of those guests is Dr. Jess Mena. You may recall she was on the podcast a couple months ago. She's fantastic. She's a doctor of physical therapy and just an all around just energetic, delightful person who is just so much fun to be around. My conversations with her are always just something I really look forward to. I really enjoy talking to Jess. And if you didn't hear our first episode, you'll see why in a second. She is just a bundle of energy and just so much fun to be around. So in this episode, we dive into her recent Speed Project account, which is absolutely fantastic. If you don't know about the Speed Project, just wait and listen. It's absolutely fantastic fantastic. In addition to that, we talk about side stitches, something that affects um, some runners and not others and other people in different seasons of their life. That's how it was for me. And I couldn't wait to get her feedback on that topic, which I know affects a lot of people. So let's get into it with Dr. Jess Mena. Hey folks, one last thing before we get started. In this episode, there is some adult language. So if you are listening to this with some little kids around, just be aware. Um, so usually that is not the case with the, with uh, all of our episodes here in the Rambling Runner podcast, but this one does. So I just want to give you a quick heads up. All right, we are here. Jess Mena, back in the house. What is up? So excited to talk. All right, we should break the news to people because you. this is the first time we're going to be talking about this on the podcast. We have three reoccurring guests over the next year and coming on every four to six weeks or so Jess Mena is one of them yeah I love it we got a physical therapist someone who I vibe with really well and we have we're going to talk about a lot of stuff we get Carolyn Sue from Diverse We Run is going to be coming on Carolyn and I have a lot of family stuff that inter- we have like we live very similar lives in all the way we live really <laughs> close to each other and we're going to talk about that and then Tommy Runs is going to come on Oh, once a dope. month or so to talk about shoes and we'll do vegan corner with Tommy. And we're also going to do like basically diverse. We run corner with Carolyn, who's going to, who's going to highlight some stuff every episode uh, with her. So this is just the first time I'm announcing this. I'm so excited. So Jess, thank you for being part of this. I really appreciate it. I'm so stoked. Thank you for uh, inviting me to this. Cause I can talk all day and I can't wait to talk right now about what we're going to talk about. 
Let's do it because you just did something fantastic. We've talked about this once on the show before, but it was a while ago. So for likely, this is going to be a brand new thing. And if you're in the social media running world, then you may have seen some cryptic posts recently about the Speed <laughs> Project. And you might be saying, what is that? And if you had that question, you probably didn't get it answered because no one really, it's like the first rule of Speed Project is don't talk about Speed Project. So let's find out, Jess, you were part of this. So first of all, when did this start to percolate in your consciousness and, and in the in the, the running world around you? You know what? The per the word you said was perfect. It I heard about this cryptic event literally maybe five years ago. And I have that personality where I go, I think I can fucking do this. I think we can do this. And that was the first time where I followed a few people. And it wasn't, I mean, at the time it was maybe 20 teams. It wasn't as big as it was this year. Um, and just seeing how euphorically miserable everyone was. I what a thought, phrase. What I a just, phrase. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think this is something I want to do. So I followed them very closely. And it's funny because I knew it was always around the LA Marathon. Um, and I kept hearing like, I would ask people like, are you running the LA Marathon? And they'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm either running TSP or I'm going to help support TSP. And I'm like, oh, shit, that race is up this month. And I'm like, how do I get in? No information on how to register, who to talk to, none of that. You just, it's like a mystery. So finally, down I got, with TSP. Yeah, you know me. That's just that's just <laughs> how it how it goes over there. And I was very lucky enough that I had spoken to someone who had done it uh, two years ago, and all of a sudden, I get a text message: "Hey, registration's up. You want in?" And I was like, "Fuck yes! Where? Who do I talk to? Who do I talk to?" And um, I got uh, sent to this guy, and I asked, like, "Hey, I was sent to you." how do I register for TSP? And the first thing he asked me is, how'd you, how'd you get my number? Oh, so were you, <laughs> so were you aligning with a team first or the speed project first? I, I just got in with somebody who had done it and he had the ends oh. to the person. And, um, and I, I knew I was either, I was going to do it regardless. So if it was going to be a team of 10, a team of six, I knew I was going to find people that wanted to do it, but I knew that I wanted to do it this year. So, um, I got asked a few questions, um, and then I got sent a, uh, an application and they said, if we accept your application, you, you will be notified. And that was it. And I had, I had to answer a few questions. Um, they asked us about like, if you're going to try to go for the record, how big is the team? What's your team name? So I was just making shit up on this application. Right. Like, Cause mm -hmm. you're like, I, I'm not going to start forming my team unless I'm in. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like making shit up like, okay, we're going to do this. Hell yeah. We're going for a record. Hell yeah. We're, you know? So, um, yeah. And I got in and magically. And from there, that was where the ball started rolling and this debacle of stress, anxiety, and joy all kind of collided together. So, all right. And it would, just taking the name from it, like the Speed Project, I'm assuming that this is like, hey, we're not messing around. Like, you got to bring your A game. This is the varsity squad only type stuff. I think so. You know what? Now, I mean, now you, you see the teams that were out there, a lot of anyone could do it if you just are committed to suffering. I think the speed project of the, the, I think what the organization wants is a pretty competitive group because one of the first questions they ask you is, are you going for the record? 
And I think if you say no, that's a bold first question. Oh yeah, exactly. And you're like the record right now as it stands is 29 hours. And so you're thinking yourself, let's stop here. Cause now now people are like, what are you guys talking about? So tell us what exactly is the speed project. Okay. The speed project in the simplest form is the craziest relay race where you have a group of runners. Usually it's six and you start at the Santa Monica pier and you try to run you run across all the way uh, through L.A. in the desert, and you try to get to Las Vegas as fast as possible. That's essentially what it is. So when you say as fast as possible, does that mean that there is a route, or is this like you got to figure out how to get there? Both. They give you, when you register and you get accepted, they say, this is the OG route, the original L.A. to Vegas route. It's 340 miles. Hashtag no rules. If you find a shorter way, more power to you. So um, a lot of teams have found a shorter, it's a 300 mile route, um, but that is a much more technical route and you need way more support to be able to navigate and get through that route because it's much more off-roading trail. Okay. So you're not making up that time going through LA. This is more like, hey, we're in the desert. We're going to find a faster way through that part. Exactly. For the, through uh, the desert. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we, we did the OG route. Um, we, I think we were one of the only teams that didn't have a support crew. We were a straight grassroots. What everyone was like, what the hell are you guys doing? And I was like, fuck it. I mean, we're doing it. We're so doing what do you mean you didn't have a support crew? You guys like on bikes? Like what? Were you? Yes. Like you some, some tandem bikes going, you're hanging out. Oh my God. I can't, I didn't even know where to start. So once I got accepted, I kind of had an idea of who I wanted to ask. Um, and it was a lot of the people that I, I guess had my invitation, my invitation is still in the mail. I think, I think it's arriving tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to try to do it next year. So if you're down and you're serious, I got a spot for you. Listen, this pale face is made for the desert. I am ready. <laughs> there you go. Then we're ready. Then we're ready. So after we got the application, I pretty much asked a few friends. Um, it was supposed to be an all-women 16. And what ended up happening was a lot of the girls didn't want to do the LA Marathon. And I'm like, they wanted to go for a BQ. It's their first time trying to go for a BQ. And so I had four people drop off the bat and I was like, well, I only have two, three girls. That's the whole right team. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> I scrambled and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to try to get a team of 10. Um, and so I ended up asking male, some of my guy friends, some of my girlfriends and that knew that I knew would be serious enough to want to compete and not back out. Um, so that's how I got my, my group of 10. And um, yeah. And from, the, from there, we, I honestly didn't have to do anything. I It was more of a stress for me trying to organize adults, the RV, the route. I mean, I had this, this PDF file of every single mile from LA to Vegas, 340 miles. I had a PDF file printed out. And I even went out and drove part of the segment just to try to figure out what our plan was. So it took a lot. Look, <laughs> look, a lot of planning. Um, Needless to say, I think me and my husband from Thursday, from the time we were getting ready for TSP the night before up until Sunday when we arrived at Vegas, we had slept two hours. I'm not kidding. That is a real statement. Not ideal. Two hours from Thursday to Sunday. And I ran and my husband drove. Oh, all right. You, you were, I was about to ask you that. Did you, so you guys got an RV. So everyone get in the RV. 
This is like road rules, road rules, exactly. running road challenge. Exactly, road rules versus real world, yes. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. It was one of those. We got in an RV, we get to fucking Santa Monica, for, and the race starts at four in the morning. So all the teams are- All right, hold on. Before we get, let's, can we talk about the RV rules for a second? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with this. All right, so you have 10 people in the RV, which means you guys have some stinky people coming in from running. Oh, yeah. Were there, were there RV rules? Was it like, you know, no farting? What were the RV rules? for this endeavor no dookies in the van okay for sure because i was not going to clean shit up literally and if you needed to go pee you could use it but at some point i was like look we're gonna stop there's gonna be a starbucks and all these stores up until mile 100 so we'll stop and use this that stuff but in the desert it's desert if you need to go pee you go pee behind a cactus okay so that was the rules because we didn't want that to, you know, we didn't want stink, no stink in there. There's gonna be enough funk. Yeah, enough funk. Enough and there funk was with the runners. Funk. There was enough funk. <laughs> there was right. Enough so you have funk. like, you got like a lot of baby wipes. I was you know, it's not like you had like this rolling shower. Like, what, what were you doing? What were you guys doing? Like, just like a, and you also don't want this stuff on you, right? You come post run. It's not even about like hygiene for others. Like, you don't want that on you the rest of the day. So, like, you got to get that stuff off. Is it just like baby wipes all over the place and figuring it out? We got to a point where we were running one to two miles each. So we were kind of going pretty quickly during the day. It was so hot that you kind of dried out really quickly. But at night, um, yeah, you were changing after each run. So I told everyone, you got to bring at least nine outfits you're going to run in. Um, you could change so you guys after had to go in like, like, like once every 20 minutes, like 20 yeah. minutes change, 20 minutes yeah. change. And then um, if people wanted to stay in their clothes, they, we had baby wipes. We had a whole bunch of water if you needed to douse themselves. People were wetting themselves while they're running um we had dryer sheets and plastic bags so we put it in there so the 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 clothes wouldn't smell moldy um yeah it was a whole were you guys blasting the jams from the rv or did people have their headphones in (laughs) you know what i in my head i really thought that it was going to be like a club in our RV. We're, we're in a party. This is what I'm picturing. I know in you, I, you're energetic, you're hyped. Yeah. Like why? This, is, this isn't this is going to be like, you know, no. what do they call them? Um, ah, a hearse. Like you're not rolling a hearse down through the desert, right? This, this is supposed to be exciting. I would really thought that that was going to be our bus. We were going to be brought. And no, it wasn't. You know what it was? I think there was so much adrenaline and people were so hyper-focused on each runner that you kind of forgot about that. Like, all you're worried about is where are they at? We're tracking them on their phone. Okay, they're coming up in six minutes. Who's next? Oh, so you Need weren't driving behind them. You were meeting them places. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So, and that's the thing because we didn't have a support crew, really. So the first, I'd say, 20 miles, we had like family, like husbands and girlfriends and friends helping us with that. So the remember, Oh, because you were gas, still in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember, gas over here is six, seven bucks a gallon, and we're in an freaking rv so i'm like yo we gotta save gas we can't be spending a thousand bucks on gas out here or trying we're doing our best not to so our rv would meet people 12 15 miles out and this car would have two or three runners and they would be switching 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 okay Mm -hmm. yeah okay but when we got to the desert then we were following them every mile yeah we would run up we would drive a mile wait drive a mile wait drive a mile wait How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. 
That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. So what was what was the goal? Like, did people have individual goals? Was there a team goal? Uh, or was it just like, hey, we're going to go as fast as we can and let's have fun? Our, our, we were, we have a pretty competitive team. So um, I know a few of us were like, we want to be top 10. We want to try to be one of the top 10 teams. And that was kind of our goal. We were, we would see Team Mexico, Team UK out there. And we were like, let's beat their ass. They're right there. Go run faster. So I think our goal deep inside was we were trying to place. Um, we weren't trying to be out there for more than like 45 hours, which is funny because we finished right in four, 45 hours. Uh, and we left finishing like, wow, that was crazy. But yo, we could run this shit in 40 hours. We can run this in 38 hours. We could probably run it way faster than 38 hours. So that's where we left off. But yeah, we definitely were not, we weren't the ones that were just doing it. Like, let's just have a great time. Like, nah, we were trying to get out there and, and, and bust our butt out there. So do you have a team name? Ride or die. Ride or die. Is there a mascot associated with that? The ride or die, <laughs> the ride or die somethings? No, ride or die. And it kind of just came with like this mentality of like, you either ride with us or you're just, you're either down with us or not. Like you either down with us or not. It's like, it's also kind of like a vague threat. Like we're in the desert. If you're not going to hold up your end of the bargain, you can go out there. And you know what? That There was kind of that vibe in the RV. There were really, that, there really was that vibe in the RV. If someone was complaining. We were like, what the, you signed up for this. Shut up, run, get going. Like there's no playing around here. So I think everyone understood that. Um, but you can imagine 30, 30 hours deep and everyone's cranky. You know, some people were able to handle it. Some people didn't. So so were you also on call here? You are part of the reason we're talking to you. You're a physical therapist, right? This is your deal. This is your jam. Yeah. So were you were you partially on call here as a in, in your professional duties? Or are you kind of like, all right, like if you need me, let me know. But I'm not going to be proactive about this. I was a little bit of the second. I think I had so many things going on. Like I was trying to help navigate, making sure my husband's not falling asleep, making sure everyone's safe. You have, you know, 18 wheelers driving 100 miles an hour on a, on a highway. Like you don't want anyone dying, right? Um, so there's a few people that like one of my teammates, He was his calf was hurting. So of course I helped him out as much as I could. Um, but I was more like the consultant, like make sure you guys, the, there's two you know, freaking leg compression stuff in the back. There's sticks. Stretch. Make sure you're eating. Make sure you're hydrating. Take a nap if you need to. So I was more like a mom in that sense on the RV. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what's your what's your favorite recovery tool du jour? Like you mentioned a couple of them there. I know like, I like the percussive uh, guns. I feel like those those are just, I, feel, I feel like those aren't some of these are good for I mean, they kind of blends between recovery and like pre-run, right? You know, yeah. no one uses Normatec boots pre-run necessarily, but like I like the, I like the, I like the the, the gun. Um, if I'm feeling really sore, kind of like in lieu of massage, but I like it better for just like getting juiced up before a run, and kind of like all right, let's get it going. I before a run, I definitely like more of like the stick or foam rolling. I kind of want to feel like ooh, I'm getting in there and it hurts and I'm loosening stuff up. 
Um, yeah, normal text definitely use it afterwards, but my my I like the gun. The gun feels like good, but I don't feel for me that it's like getting too deep inside of where I want it to get to. So I definitely like oh, the harsher okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially at different parts of your body, right? Like if you like on your quads, it feels different if you're using on your like your calves, right? Like you can like you can go to town on your calves with the gun, and you're like, all right, like I give enough. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like on your quads, it's like it does it does feel like that gentle, yes, nice feeling where I can imagine if you really wanted to really crank one out, you'd be you would need something a little bit more more fierce. So I like the stick. The stick is old, the oldie but goodie. That one I can always rely on. Oh yeah, yeah those things. Yeah, people just like dig in like two hands on both sides. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, but um, yeah, speech project, man, that's the. Uh, all right, so did it live up to the hype? You you've been thinking about this for a while, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, they're like, hey, do you want to do you want to like? Are you going to break the record?" Which is like, okay, now we're on a completely different jam. And then like A team drops out. You're now you're scrambling for. I don't even say the B team, but like you know, like all of a sudden you're 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 throwing new bodies in there. You're doubling the the, the size of the squad. It seemed like a pretty hectic little scenario for a five week five week jam. So so what was the overall analysis? I will say getting there, you kind of go, what the fuck am I doing? And then when we were actually there and we finished, it was the best feeling, almost better than a BQ, to be honest. Almost, almost better than finishing Boston, which was I thought was one of my highs in my running career. It's just different. Um, I can't even describe the deep bonding that you experience with your with your teammates. It's insane. Like, I think I'm pretty close with people, but after this, like, wow, we are pretty tight. I mean, we still text, and I don't really text people that much, and we text every day. <laughs> so. I love that. All right, so did you plan out post-run festivities in Vegas, or was everyone on their own for that one? Okay, we were such loser asses, I swear. Some of my teammates stayed after, and they partied, but uh, we didn't. We ended up coming back, um, but I, I major FOMO. That's why I kind of want to go back now, because I'm trying to party hard, Nick. I missed out. Uh, everyone, usually there's a huge pool party, um, mm-hmm. at the win. So people were just getting lit. So imagine you're dehydrated, you're sleep deprived and you throw an alcohol in there. Great. That sounds like a good old time. So there's a lot of people partying and I missed out on these. I can imagine. It was it like, did you, did you have to get back or was it just like, Hey, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm, I'm no, gonna, I had, we had to get back. One of our teammates actually flew in from Oregon. Um, and he was on a standby flight and they canceled it. And the only flight back to Oregon that he could make, um, within two days was LAX. So you had to get right back. Oh, oh man. I know deep inside. I was like, what the fuck? But I mean, you know, I cannot party in Barstow. I know <laughs> what we're trying to do now is like do like a party. Oh, there was a pool party in Barstow. They made like a wannabe pool party in Barstow on Saturday while we were running. Oh my and, God. And by the time we got there, they're like, there's no food. And I was like, what? Yeah. I would say running out of food post any run marathon, marathon relay, even my God, like that's not, that's not what you want to show up at a party in here. No, which is kind of funny, though, because we were just saying, like, okay, this is the thing with TSB. I think it's an organized but also very unorganized uh, organization, but it kind of goes with the territory. It's like an unsanctioned, no support. The hashtag is no rules, no spectators. So, um, yeah, for them having 52 teams and, let's say, 500 people, they ran out midway. So we were kind of bummed out about that. But, 
we kept on going and eating our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and eating whatever we could scramble for the next 150 miles. It was just insane. I love it. So would you do it again? Oh, hell yeah. I, you know what? It's funny because even now, me and my teammate, we have a proposal. We're writing a proposal to try to get sponsorship this time. Um, cause I think that, and it, this is kind of what boggled my mind. There were so many teams sponsored by big companies uh-huh. and you're, and I'm not talking elite level runners, which is no offense to anybody, but it's the truth. The top few teams, yes, are elite level. They were uh, sponsored by on running. Um, but there were a lot of teams like who had sponsored by Nike, Adidas. And I'm just like, they're just regular people like us. So how, how can I help? Uh, our runners to try to uh, help them get through this race and, you know, um, support us and run faster times and also maybe help a company market themselves a little bit because it is. And I think in LA, it's kind of a big event. If you're involved in the running community, you know about this relay race. I love it. So, so I we'll see. It. Well, also you're running through the desert. We can get a sunscreen company to reach out and be like, Hey, oh my God. you know, I haven't you. thought about that. We need you guys. <laughs> I had one of our guys. Okay, so think about 45 hours. You're not sleeping. You're not eating well. You're running all these miles. I think one of my guys lost eight pounds in 40 hours, just shredded. And I'm like, wow, I lost six pounds. A few of us were just like, man, it's we are sunburned, dehydrated. I mean, we lost weight. We look like twigs out there. We look like dead people walking. That's exactly what we look like when we finished. Dead people. That's it. That's why they didn't let you into the party. Like, oh, we ran out of food. We ran. <laughs> you you got to go somewhere else. We ran out of food. Which is kind of funny. They should have been like, oh, these people look like shit. Someone someone feed these people. Someone feed them a burger right now. Uh, yeah, it didn't happen. But next what, time. What next food time. were you craving? Once you had access to some options, what food was first on the list? The first thing I thought about was a salty burger and fries and a co- and a soda. I wanted a Coke so bad. Um, and we got it. We got to a restaurant at two in the morning, but everything is kind of open in Vegas. So we just ate at two in two in the morning. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's talk about stitches. Side stitches. Side stitches. It's, this is true. So I know you are a PT, doctor, doctor of physical therapy. You know the deal. Um, you also know, you know, how it goes down. So let me ask you, because this is what people are saying. That snitches get stitches. Is this stitches? A, is this what you learned in your doctorate program? Is this is this how it works? <laughs> I learned that in my DPT program and in the streets. Snitches <laughs> get stitches. You don't snitch or else you get a stitch, especially if you're a runner. Um, but, you know, we were actually, our whole team was plagued with them. And I was kind of curious because I had a side stitch the whole time we were on TSP. And I'm like, why? I never get side stitches. Why am I getting side stitches? Um, so I did, I had already through my training, we've been taught that it's usually like a diaphragm contraction. Um, like it's hyper working and, and if you massage it, it helps, but that did not help me at all. So, um, I did a lot more research when we came back. Um, and the, the biggest two theories that they have out there is that one, it's diaphragmatic ischemia. And the second one is visceral ligament stress. So the, the ligament stress, I think, is a little bit more applicable because most people tend to get side stitches. For example, if you're running a marathon, you drink too much water or you eat something a little bit too too late before you go running. Um, then the the theory is this weight um, in your stomach kind of pulls on the like a gastrophrenic uh, 
ligament in your diaphragm. Um, and so the weight pulls on it and, and you get this side stitch. So, uh, a lot of what generally helps is, and there's been a lot of research on that, which I discovered is a lot more bracing. So if your trunk is generally a lot bit stronger, you'll be able to handle it a lot better. Um, and using like tight belts or something like that. Um, and that, that's really how you treat it is you just do, you have to have a strong core to help kind of support your organs. If they're bouncing too much, then you start getting that, that pulling of the ligament and you'll get a side stitch. Interesting. Yeah. I, when I was younger, I'm talking teenager ish, um, early teen. Yeah. Early, yeah, early teen. Um, I would like hop into five K's with my dad who was getting into running and like, I felt like I was getting stitches all the time. You know, yeah. back then, back then you, you just the, the offhand thing with people call them cramps, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. It's like, yeah. Oh, I'm getting a cramp. I'm getting a cramp. It, it wasn't a cramp. It was a side stitch, but mm-hmm. that I would get them constantly. Like it was like, it was a surprise when it didn't happen. If it was like a race or something like that, like if I was running really hard, I can't remember the last time I got one of these. So like Thank my God. first inclination was like, Hey, you know, sample size of one. I was like, is this just something that happens to younger athletes or runners versus like older athletes? I don't know why that would be the case, but like that was my initial reaction. I think it makes sense now kind of reading the literature. A younger person tends to be very flexible in their trunk. They're just kind of a little bit more floppy. So you don't have that. You don't have great trunk stability. When you're older, if you run, you kind of generally, if you have good form and you're pretty well versed in some sort of exercise, you have a little bit more support and stability. And then on, on top of that, just knowing habits like, hey, you're not going to drink 16 ounces of water five minutes before you go running, right? Uh, that Those things, I think that may make sense. But I'm more in the theory of it's probably more of a ligament pool um, versus like what they call diaphragmatic ischemia, which means, which doesn't make any sense. Um, in the sense that the theory is your lungs and your diaphragm lose blood flow to the area. And I'm like, "Mm, you would actually increase it if you're running from all the breathing and all that. So, um, yeah, your poor little you, poor little, (laughs) poor little Matt. Matt Matt didn't want to be there anyway. It was fine. It was just an excuse. It was an excuse to drop out. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah. And a lot of actually horse, horseback riders will get it too. So I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. You get a lot of like bouncing of your organs. So they'll get a lot of side stitches. Yeah. All right. So that's what we know can potentially cause it. It seems like it's kind of like a moving target a little bit, but those are some of the ways to cause it. Once it's happening, are there certain things that an athlete can do to either limit the time or exposure to it or make it not feel as bad or whatever? What you could try to do immediately is see if you tighten your stomach, if you can reduce some of the pain right away. I don't think it's going to take it away right away, but you might get that stabbing edge to kind of calm down. Um, some strategies that have helped, uh, and I've, I've kind of helped other runners is if you kind of with, if you grab your rib cage with both of your hands on each side and you press together, you'll, you'll be able to kind of manage it for a few no, miles. Like, like what kind of rib? Like that, like, like, like that. Like, exactly. Like, what like, you doing? All right. So like right below... The armpit region. Okay. Exactly. And you just squish rib cage together. So that, that's yeah. a really comfortable running style. It's terrible. I did that during the LA marathon in 2019. I had a really bad side stitch. And I remember my, in PT school, one of my mentors was like, Oh, I had this runner and we taught her this. And I was like, Oh, let me do that. And again, you're just giving yourself a whole bunch of support. And so it stopped. And I'm like, but every time I would let go, I would get the side stitch again. I'm like, oh no, this is not, it's not going to work. So it was a struggle. It was a struggle. Oh, okay. I remember when I was little, I almost was, I basically was given the opposite feedback. I was like, hey, you're too tight. 
try to relax, right? So you're like, I'm like pushing out my little belly. Oh no. Try like I'm like <laughs> like say pushing out my belly, you know, doing one of those things, trying to relax, stay nice and smooth. Because the, the I thought was like this was again before they said it was a stitch. Like oh, if it's your, if your muscles are cramping, you need to relax them was like the theory. Like this wasn't a cramp, but that was the idea. So I'm like, you know, trying to run relaxed. Oh, no. and like, I don't even know how you do that really. You don't, so it's yeah. Just- no, you just suffer it. And they hurt, you know, they can really stop you from running if it's bad enough. So um, so were people getting it at TSP because there was never this like serious gap between eating, drinking and running? Like there was always just kind of like on top of each other? I think that was I think it was very multifactorial. One, we're freaking exhausted. We weren't sleeping. So I can't imagine just the amount of stress your body's going under. Two, we were probably golfing down the worst type of food we probably could ingest right before you go on a run. Like we had soda. We had, you know, like Peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are not bad, but if you're eating it like 30 minutes before, you know, um, that, and I think we just weren't like, there wasn't enough room for you to stretch and like prepare yourself. Like we were, we were in a seven person RV and we squeezed 10 people in there. That's, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Not a lot of room. Yeah. I think, I think my body has now switched from side stitches to if I'm in that same predicament from a, an eating and drinking standpoint, now it just goes to like, no, now we're just going to do like cold sweats and like, <laughs> and like dizziness. Yeah. So now you're just going to be out of the run like, oh my God, what just happened? Like my life force just went like through my shoes into the ground. Yeah. Like zapped out. Yeah. I, I think I went through that. I'm pretty sure a few of us experienced that too. I think I even got heat exhaustion. I, I experienced it today. Oh my so God. That's, I have it very well you know, it's, it's right in the forefront of my brain yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, Well, I think that's better than like a side stitch because side stitch, no matter how much you want to run, you're like, it's not going to happen. Mm, that's a good point. So it's like, it's like pool rules. It's like, you know, 30 minutes after you, you can't you can't hop in the pool until 30 minutes after you eat. Is that, I know, I remember hearing that. I don't think, is that a real thing? I don't think so. I think it's just like way of getting the kids out of the pool. It's like mid, it's a midwife's tale. Yeah. Also, like if you're at a community pool, maybe it's just some way to keep some rugrats out of the pool yeah, with like yeah, dirty yeah. faces. Like go clean, go clean your face. You just ate. Get that thing out of here. <laughs> My mom would. We don't say want that. your dirty mug in the in the deep end. I was like, you get a stomach ache if you go in the pool, and I'm like, really? This is fine in the pool right now. Um, yeah, no, I think the thirty the thirty minute rule though for I I really think that that's a real thing. I know I can't do it. I know I can't do. it. I can't just run, eat, and then go for a run. I'd be messed up. I can't do that. Yeah, it really depends on the kind of food. For sure. Like if I have like cereal with milk, I need like three hours. If I have a bagel, I need like 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, like, it really no cereal. Depends. No, no. Yeah. Dairy and milk. Oh, my gosh. That's that's crazy. No, yeah. No, I don't think anyone could do that. That's true, though. Maybe like I think about like we eat gels while we're running, but it's such a small amount. I don't think it'd make a big difference. I definitely think it just depends on like what you're eating. So bagel, you probably absorb it nice in your stomach. Yeah. You're right. Cereal, not so much. This is why pizza becomes so interesting because, like, you get the cheese on there. It's like the dairy, like, uh oh. But then you get like the like the the simple carbs, the, the crust. You're like, oh well, this is good. So I don't know. You balance this out. And the salt. Mm-hmm. Gets plenty of salt. The but sugar. the marinara can throw a mo- the marinara sauce can throw a monkey wrench in there for some people. It's a lot of acid. Yeah, there is a lot of acid. I think I'd rather have pizza than like, yeah, like what you said, cereal or something. Yeah. 
That I definitely had one of those like milk was a bad choice moments. Yeah, no. Or we're in the LA Marathon, I know in Boston, they still had people making like hot dogs with chili cheese or chili beans or whatever. And I'm like, what? Who's going to eat wait, this what? right wait, now? Where where in the race was that happening? I remember in LA, it's the first two miles. So we're, we're, Pat, we're in downtown LA and there's like homes there and people are making, like they're giving out tequila shots, beer shots and chili cheese hot dogs like or whatever chili bean hot whatever you want to call them hot dogs and people are eating it and i'm like what how are you gonna Whoa. eat this right yeah people don't care they just eat it i mean that's an aggressive combination chili cheese dogs and tequila tequila yeah that's uh that's when you're down you're down for the cause well, i wonder if the tequila helps with the digestion just burns it up <laughs> It's just like I think it's we're like, gonna test it's it like next throwing, year. It's like throwing lighter fluid into the inferno. Yeah, it's I like, think it's uh, that should be an experiment. Someone should go out there and do a let's do one mile each lap. You take a tequila shot and see what happens. I don't think you're gonna finish the mile. I'm just, <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> we should see. We should see it. The mile was it trials and miles to do something like that. I'll brilliant. tell you what, I think, think the real interesting point is that if you did that, then there would be a situation where you'd all right. Say it's after four to eight laps. I think at that point, then there's, there should be like a, a guessing contest because at that point you're going to be buzzed, if not drunk. For sure. Because eight shots and, you know, we're talking 15 minutes. I mean, this is now, now we're also, we're, this is a dangerous, dangerous situation. So maybe we'll ease it back to four or six. And then it's like, all right, how far off of your time is your guess? Right. Because you're probably going to be like, oh, I was running so fast so fast when you're probably like <laughs> going like full like Andy Dwyer around the track like slowly crawling around so it's like all right no, like I guess my time I was within 45 seconds of my time someone else is like I lost because I I guess five minutes off because I thought I was like Kipchoge out there and I was the opposite I feel like this is something someone in LA is going to listen to and they're going to try it and I'm all for it so if anyone <laughs> wants to try it I will be there. We will Jose have Jose Cuervo. Please sponsor yeah. the Jess Mena All Stars <laughs> next year at the at the Speed Project. We will have a doctor on deck, not me, a physician. So you know, with sailing bags out there, we could give it a shot and see what happens. I, you know, what is funny because there is a there is like a group of guys out here who are down. With a, we'll drink the Modelo. You know, um, I went to a race this past Saturday. And after the first leg, it was a nine mile, crazy, 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 crazy leg. And this guy comes down the hill and he just literally drinks a whole Modelo and just keeps going. And I'm like, what? This is, this is insane. So I'm telling you, people out there, I think would be down to try it. I would say, you know, be careful out there, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. Yes. Be careful. We have to sign a Um, waiver. Sign a waiver. Jess Mena, you are the best. This is going to be so much fun. I always appreciate a chance to get to talk of to you. Of course, thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on kicking butt at the Speed Project. We're talking about size stitches today. Every time we're coming on, we're going to talk about a new thing. Yes. A new physical therapy topic. So, listeners, if there are topics that you want to dive into, the more specific, the better. Right. Let's really. Hey, here's my t- my case scenario. Here's what's going on. We'll dive into it. If it's broad, that's fine too. Um, but we're here for you. Thank you so much for hopping on, Jess. Thank you. Yeah. Bring bring all the questions in. Let's talk about it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jess, for coming on this show. Also. Again, check out Bodyweight Power over at strengthrunning.com. Save 20% by using code RAMBLING. Today, you can use, remember, that code's all lowercase, and you can use that on either of the two offerings that save 20% on either one that you choose. So 
Thank you so much for listening and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of In Post Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Yeah. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest of states these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.